let's be real. The anti-hustle is a thing now. And maybe you've heard, I don't completely agree with that concept wholly the way it's being pushed. Because to completely abandon all of that work ethic, that working hard to accomplish, I mean, you can't completely abandon that in your life. And the reason why I'm saying that is because as an entrepreneur, I know that hustling and working hard and perseverance and developing resilience is required in that journey to keep going and not give up. And I think the anti-hustle movement, the way it's being presented, leaves people feeling that it's like these goals and dreams they want to achieve aren't hard or they don't have to be. But the reality is that starting a business or a business in its early stages does require that hard work and true grit. Hey, everybody, welcome to Finding the Upside, the podcast where we talk about navigating all the messy things that life and business can bring and how to come out on the other side with a lesson to find the upside. I'm Maria De Lorenzis Reyes, and thank you for choosing to listen today. I also want to thank all of you who have been enjoying the podcast and all the episodes. I really appreciate that, and I hope that you are finding things that resonate and help you. If you have, please share this podcast with friends and colleagues and leave a five-star review to help get this to more people like you. So today we are talking about the hustle mentality. And I really want to unpack this because I was at an event this weekend, this past week and weekend, where there was a lot of talk about focused energy and the negative impact of allowing that feeling of overwhelm in our life. And really what the topic was, was rebelling against this culture of the hustle and hustling. And this is a topic that has been on my mind and in discussion within my circles and has been an internal struggle of mine to unpack and unpeel and shed myself of that ingrained cultural imprint from our society and from corporate business structure that formed me. And I think a lot of people can relate to this. Even now that I am an entrepreneur, I've owned my own business for the last 15 years, but I've realized that that hustle mentality that I got from my corporate business experience and really is so ingrained in our culture, that burn, baby, burn, it's so entrenched and imprinted in my programming. And there's been, like, after the last two years with the pandemic, a lot of discussion and reflection on our lives, right? Everybody's reflecting on how they're spending their time and reevaluating some of those choices and also reevaluating that hustle mentality that we have in our lives. I have to say, as someone who comes from Italian descent, I am reminded of how different the lifestyle that my Italian relatives on the other side experienced and what they subscribe to. There's an Italian expression that I'd like to share, maybe you know it, that is la dolce fa niente, 
which in Italian means the beauty of doing nothing. And that is such a foreign concept in American lifestyle. And really, our country, that soul has been, the soul of our country that's been ingrained in our culture like no other country. You know, if you look at other countries, how much vacation that they get and take compared to ours and cultures where what their workday looks like, where their siestas in the middle of the day. And most of those European cultures and those other country countries and cultures as well have similar practices like that, that really are sharply different than what our American work lifestyle looks like. Now, that doesn't mean because some fall into the mm, mentality or opinion or judgment that people from other countries aren't successful because of that. It doesn't mean that, but it does mean that their success is measured in very different ways. So for example, in our American culture, success is measured so much by what we have in terms of materiality and what we do rather than who we are and our life experience in totality. So that's something that I've been wrestling with the past couple of years. And to really shed that programming to enable myself to evaluate, what am I trading my time for? Especially since running my own business for the last 15 years. Let's face it, there is a demand when you own your own business because you're the one running the machine but I really get to choose how I trade my time. Prior to that, in the corporate world, working for someone else, I thought, I have to say, I thought it wasn't my choice back then um, because I was in a corporate job. But I think there's this notion that you get tricked into thinking you don't have a choice. And I know for myself, I felt that way as well until I was enlightened by a business coach I had at the time that helped me understand that I wasn't as stuck as I thought I was. That if I didn't want to continue working in the capacity that I had been working in my role, that I had been working in, that there was a way that I could change that. And I did have a choice. Interestingly enough, because of the pandemic, many people started to face that and own that for themselves. And the corporate world is struggling a bit to find workers who have come to that realization that maybe trading my time for this 60-hour work week isn't really what I want to do. This isn't the type of lifestyle that I want to have. So just like that coach said to me that I wasn't as stuck as I thought I was, that I had a choice, I also remember what other coaches have said to me. Now, I'll just say, I've been very fortunate to have many different types of coaches in my life. I had an executive coach when I worked in my last corporate position that was paid for by my company. Uh, Working in corporate America, that was one of the things that I was very blessed and thankful for. But when I left the corporate world and started my own business, over the past five years, actually over the first 15 years, but the first five years, I had three different business coaches 
over the course of really creating my business and growing it in the early stages. And I chose those coaches. And one of them early on had said to me, when we were talking about designing my day and choosing what I was spending my time on and how I wanted to structure it, he said, when you're designing your schedule now that you don't have the confines of that nine to five, remember, it doesn't have to be that if you don't want it to be. Remember, it's your schedule and you get to choose what it looks like. Now, that was 15 years ago. And over the last two years, I found myself again having to have the same conversation with myself and with a different business coach in a different way, where I told her that I said I felt like if I didn't expend enough hours at the computer and doing work, I found myself really having difficulty breaking away from my desk to do things like reading or learning something new, even if it was for business, because I didn't equate that to be working time because of that programming. But if you think about it, reading, learning something new, that contributes to the output. And I would also submit and offer that if you work in a corporate job, the same goes for that because that only enhances your ability, your ability to perform and your output. But it's not commonly embraced in that, in our culture. What I found was that by always struggling to find time to do that reading or learning in my quote unquote off hours, like trying to do that on the weekends, Um, or the evenings, late evenings, I really was robbing myself of the ability to balance my day in a way that really was more productive. Because the churn and burn and hustle mindset, really what I was doing was just burning myself out, right? And much of the time that I was spending working, what I was producing was so much less quality because I just was burnt and I didn't have the appropriate headspace or mindset or energy to bring to it. And I know that's a common topic of discussion that we hear a lot now, but I think it's one that's worth exploring in more depth. So if you're a business owner, if you're an executive, if you're just working a nine to five, if you're trying to start a business, whatever your scenario is, I would encourage you to spend some time to think about what choices you want to make in terms of how you're spending your time. Are you allowing yourself the ability to have that space, to have a balance of activities, so that you're not burning your energy and always working at that full tilt. We can't always be sprinting. If we're trying to work in that capacity, we cannot produce quality work. And we can't have a quality, healthy, balanced lifestyle to maintain maintain our own mental and physical health if we're always working in that manner. And I just want to 
put here, deposit here, that that really is the case for companies to embrace. And I'll talk a little bit about that more in a moment, but it's the same idea if our employees are always churning and burning with no ability to pause and re-energize, feeling like they have an environment and a workload that doesn't allow those breaks or that balance, the output is definitely not going to be something that is going to be sustainable. Um, And quite frankly, not of high quality. I think that we have come to understand, many of us as a culture, we're starting to question this mentality. You know, we're starting to question this hustle. We're starting to question that always on. But I have to say that we have to fight to hold on to that because as we come out of this pandemic, I think that the business world, this American culture of this country, American business culture, could very well try to force us back into those patterns. And I would venture to say that some companies are already doing that. You know, they were all about responding to let's keep some people with more flexibility and working from home. And now all of a sudden they were all about that. And now all of a sudden kind of trying to push us back to being uh, in the office in the same way. Now there's many companies I want to give credit where credit is due that have really embraced this opportunity over the last couple of years to really transform what their working environments look like for their employees. But I really want to warn that we could get forced back into those patterns if we're not careful. And I think it's going to be us as the people that are going to have to demand that that not happen again. Now, I want to say this. I think this is so important. I am not judging the concept of working hard. Because it's one that has shaped my reality today and probably many of you as well. And that is an ethic that gets you, that work ethic that gets you to goals, whether that be business or personal. It's required to some degree to get to a level of accomplishment. But let's be real. The anti-hustle is a thing now. And maybe you've heard I don't completely agree with that concept wholly the way it's being pushed Um, because to completely abandon all of that work ethic, that working hard to accomplish, I mean, you can't completely abandon that in your life. And the reason why I'm saying that is because as an entrepreneur, I know that hustling and working hard and perseverance and developing resilience is required in that journey to keep going and not give up. And I think the anti-hustle movement, the way it's being presented, leaves people feeling that it's like these goals and dreams they want to achieve aren't hard or they don't have to be. But the reality is that starting a business or a business in its early stages does require that hard work and true grit. And I would say starting out in your professional life, whatever that may be, whether that is your own business or climbing kind of the career ladder, ladder does require hard work. Now, in the corporate world, I think you should be paid your worth and it should be worth, the juice should be worth the squeeze. 
but I don't completely adopt the anti-hustle movement the way that it's being pushed. We have to understand that hard work is important and it has a place. It has a place. So what I want to elevate and support in this concept is that you can change how you work. And I want people to appreciate the fact that we could still be very productive and successful while working less time at that high speed, at that high speed churn. Have it be more focused energy times of that with time to replenish and recharge. Doing that will be able to have us in a better working state, work in a better state. And that I also think is a mentality that I believe needs to be brought into the corporate world, which companies truly support a mindset and their culture allows for it. And honestly, right now for companies that are struggling to recruit and retain talent, that is necessary. If they don't adjust and respond to that desire, the demand of the market, the talent market, they'll continue to find it difficult to find workers. It is one of my goals to encourage my clients to install and instill that in their company culture and guiding principles that change. Because I know that change that changing that is the place to start. And that's what will start to transform their company. It's proven employee satisfaction in that environment, the output is it increases and employee satisfaction increases, engagement increases. And then guess what? So does the company performance. It's a win-win. If companies don't see that soon, they will continue on that struggle bus with employee engagement, performance, and retention of employees. Another point that I discussed with a colleague this weekend is where I said I had always had a hard time deciding to walk away from the desk when I was running out of steam, you know, to say, okay, I think that's it for today. Because of that imprint and programming, that programming, because that imprint and programming has always caused me to always burn through, just keep pushing. And she was saying that she needed to burn through because she had so much to do and get accomplished. And I said to her, I would warn you not to do that because I find now, you know, it's really embracing and understanding this, that when you do that, the work isn't good anyway. And like you do something because you push through to get it done and you come back to look at it again and then you're not happy with it or you give it to someone else and the quality is really not there. It could suffer because if your head wasn't in the right place when your attention and your mind were up to it, you're not in the right energy space or headspace to do it, it's not going to be productive anyway. And it's kind of going to be like a half-assed job, if you will. So it's not going to be good output. So what's the point? So knowing when you need to press pause, paying attention to when you need to press pause, Then also designing your day so you are pressing pause at the right times. Drawing the boundaries between start and stop times of how much you can attack in that day or accomplish in that day is really, really important. And I would offer this. I bet 
if you paid attention to how you worked before you start to make some of these changes, where you trim down your time working, you pad your time so that you have some white space in between meetings or calls or tasks, you'll find that you don't need to work longer, that you can work more productively in short, a shorter amount of time. If you're allowing yourself to design your day for those focused bursts of energy and focused working time rather than that churn and burn, I bet you'll spend less time. And another point here is that arranging your tasks so that the high energy tasks were aligned with the times where you are at your highest energy and feeling your best. You doing that would, would require less time. Just placing those activities in the right spot in your day so they're aligned with the time that you work at your best. Now, of course, all of this requires some reflection, and I hope you will take the time to let this marinate and give it some thought of how you could apply some of these things and just try a different way to really start to unravel that programming and to ensure that you're embracing a work style that allows you the ability to be at your best and have a better balance in your day, in your week, in your months. I want to thank you for joining me today. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Finding the Upside. If you found this helpful, please share this with someone else that you think it may help. And I'll see you next time.